Trading triangle, an exciting week. Got lots of good good charts, great news to go over. And we are not only live streaming as we always do on YouTube and on my X channel, but we've got good company this week. We are live trading on Wolf Financial. So shout out to everybody tuning in through Wolf's channel. And big shout out to Wolf for uh, the partnership here and connecting with him. It's great. And I'm uh, looking forward to getting all, a lot of good information out to all of you tuning in. So uh, with that, Kay, how are you doing this week? I am doing great, Nate. This is an exciting week, honestly. Nice. Yeah, getting past the holiday, the abbreviated week, we got a lot of action coming up. Good charts to go over. I personally have two charts that I'm ex super excited about going over because of the setups. So yeah, looking forward to getting into that. Sean, how about you? How are you feeling? Yeah, it's pretty cold. It's been pretty cold here in the UK recently, so I'm just trying to adapt to that personally. Um, but yeah, from a trading point of view, yeah, looking forward to getting back into it this week, that's for sure. Yeah, don't let it deter your focus, definitely no, not. No. We're over here eating all this turkey slowing us down, so I feel you. There's always distractions. All right, guys. Well, uh, before we get into it, the disclaimer as always. Remember, this is not financial advice or trading advice or tax advice. We're not financial professionals. This is purely for entertainment and education purposes, and we have a great time trading every week, so glad you could join and hope you enjoy it as well. Do subscribe if you haven't already and smash the like button. And uh, yeah, let's get right to it. Let's get to some charts. What do you guys think? Let's do this. First, Sean, nice work. Uh, we got a new look to the charts this week and all the credit goes to Sean. He puts in hard work on the design here. It looks, it's looking great. If anybody's looking for work done along these lines, uh, just ping Sean. I know he enjoys it too. He won't. He may not admit it, but I think he really enjoys it. I, I do really like Yeah, he's an in-house designer. <laughs> in-house designer, no doubt. All right, so uh, yeah, we got some you know interesting movement last movement last week. I did not trade too actively on the abbreviated week, uh, to be honest. Um, but I think overall, kind of positive uh, sentiment across the board, just not overwhelming. So, um, and then you know, getting past all the big earnings names, but. Anything on this this heat map that jumps off the page to you, Sean? No, nothing really. A bit of a flat week. I kind of turned my head away from the, from the previous week just to kind of get on a few personal things. But yeah, I mean, Amazon looks pretty good. 3%, almost 3%. They've had a good week. But apart from that, no, nothing for me. How about UK? No, not much. You know, looking at NVIDIA, that was something that uh, we hoped that it would fall. Uh, I think it's still still richly valued right uh if you want to add more to your position you still have to wait for a decent pullback on nvidia it's still pretty high yeah i mean we did not get the big breakout or breakdown right it kind of uh i think i said i didn't think it would be a nothing burger so of course it was a nothing burger why not and uh, <laughs> and so anybody trading options around uh, nvidia unless you did it very wisely and accurately you might have run into some trouble there um because it didn't really move too much as it as far as expected moves yeah, uh, if you were doing Iron Condor, you probably would have made money. It's um, a good call, right? But you know, generally, I don't tend to play Iron Condor, especially on earnings. It is something that I think is worth looking into. All these different option strategies that are available. I've been writing about vertical spreads a little bit um, recently, and just looking at because of the the premiums and the way that they're, they're uh, swinging around, looking at different indicators that can help you out. So I wrote about ATR for Wolf Financial today, and. Uh, yeah. Anyways, always interesting stuff. Always something to learn. Uh, switching over here to the fear and greed index, which we love to look at squarely in the greed category. How many weeks in a row is this? Two, three weeks at least? Two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah. So, so the third week going in, actually. 
Yeah, I think so. I think that's about right. And um, so people are risk on heading into the end of the year. I think that's right. Personally, I feel in kind of yeah. the same way. Uh, any disagreement, fellas? Nope. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling good. All right. So until we're, we see differently, the trend is your friend, right? And uh, look at the VIX. 12 handle. I mean, for real, a 12 handle. I didn't, I wouldn't have, it's not my bingo card. 13 handles as low as I thought we would get. So 1246 is pretty crazy. Um, I think that we're nearing historic lows along these lines, but I'm not sure. Kay, do you know? I no, I, I, it, it did actually dip sharply last week. Uh, the VIX is basically nothing is happening on the volatility front. So, yeah, I mean, when volatility is cheap, option prices are also cheap. So a good time to be a buyer versus a seller. Mm -hmm. uh, so something to keep in mind for all you options traders out there. And, you know, looking at the percentages, had a nice, nice uh, couple of days for the diamonds and for SPY. Q's up about a half percent and small caps continuing to push higher. So um, I'd like to see IWM get, get above 180, but really it bounced off at 170. That was solid. And then Bitcoin messing around around 37K holding that line, which is good. I'm going to take a look at Marathon Digital for a potential breakout trade. Sean, I'm going to want your thoughts on that. So we'll yeah, I'm saying it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to those charts. All right, let's get to earnings. Earnings this week. I saw Zscaler on Monday. Definitely caught my attention. Marvell towards the end of the week. What, what are you looking at, Kay? Well, uh, definitely CrowdStrike is one on Tuesday after close. Uh, we actually have two big ones, Snowflake and Salesforce, and actually Okta. So I, we have one of the charts today on that. And I would also be looking at UiPath on Thursday. So you can see from the trend that I'm looking at mostly the SaaS software, that those are the ones that I'm watching this week. Yeah, very good. I got Workday on Tuesday as well on my, on my radar. We miss anything, Sean, that you're looking at? No, nothing jumps to the page for me, I'm afraid, this week. I'm looking forward to the week after, in which case uh, Neo is going to be reporting. So, that'd be oh. so you'll yeah. be preparing this week, big time yeah. for next week. Nice. <laughs> All right, good things uh, across the board here. Let's keep it moving and get to charts. So first up, as always, is SPY. And I actually put a little bit of a you know forecast here, uh, what I'm hoping for, really. It's a, it's a hope cast. And so what I'd like to see is a quick pullback, testing this 450 level, and then continuing higher. Um, I think the pullback makes some sense. Probably a lot of people taking last week off, and after the extended moves that we've had recently, some profit taking might be in order. Um, so I wouldn't mind seeing that, pull back to that, that volume shelf there, and then make another move higher towards that 460 level. Um, I noted here that you know at the bottom, oh, I think it's cut off a little bit, um, but... We've got RSI on the top and then ATR on the bottom for the two uh, indicators. And as far as RSIs, you know, we're a little bit extended. And for the average trading range, what that's telling you there is that the, the daily range of the candles are tightening up, right? So we're consolidating a bit and the volatility is kind of tightening up as we saw with the 12 handle on the VIX. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not looking for a major push higher this week, but, you know, of course we could get it. Um, but I would hope for a little bit of a pullback, at which point I'll be loading up um, in different positions and looking for that continuation higher to close out the year. Those are my thoughts. I'm done rambling on those. Kay, what would you add? Well, uh, looking at the options chain next week, you have 102,000 call options open versus 147,000 put options. So uh, for Monday, especially you have, it's a very risk on, you have a put to call of 1.43, which seems like a lot more bullish. 
then actually it goes up to i think or 1128 is the what is that 1130th is the it's 2.95 the put to call ratio that's crazy that's you have 791000 put options versus only 260k put op- uh, call options on 121 that's crazy Yeah, that's a you know you're basically doubling from that one point four three number. So, exactly, and usually we see it around two, right? That puts yeah, yeah, like two two point one is that, but two point nine five. It's crazy. It's like I have not seen that in a while. I mean, we see one in end of December. It's three point five eight on twelve twenty two. I don't know why. Yeah, that might be the hedging uh, that could be going on with respect to this recent run. I mean, look, it's very extended, basically vertical here. Uh, since the start of November, so uh, yeah. that that could be what we're seeing. Sean, what are you thinking about this chart? And you know, broke that trend line, which is great to see. What are your thoughts here currently? Yeah, so I, I was going to touch on the RSI, but you beat me to it, unfortunately. Ah. But uh, it just—it's very extended. I think a little bit of time just to bring it down, um, get it you know, calm down, kind of exhausted a little bit, as you mentioned. Um, but yeah, that kind of—I think it's the fifty moving average at the blue line. Is that right? It is, and you know, the other line is the uh, anchored view view up. But go ahead, keep going. Yeah, so I think the fifty, I think that gives time to kind of curl up above that trend line. That'd be really nice and solid to have those two supports there. And um, we've we've spoken about uh, spoken about it about a few months ago, the four 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 level. Um, yeah, if we sure. are to come down and test and break the four fifty one in negative fashion, four forty four would be the one that I look to kind of hold. Really, I know there's not a huge amount of volume there, but it has bounced around there in the past. You can see that in this chart. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on, on the spy this week. Good stuff, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, that 444, I can't tell if it's just the number that, that sticks <laughs> out or if we've talked about that much. I think it may be a little bit of both. <laughs> and then the queues, <laughs> yeah, right. And then the queues got to, you know, new highs. I mean, so mm-hmm. technically broke out and a nice big candle. You you like to see it break through that 388 level with the strong candle that we got um, and since pulled back a little bit. So maybe we get that retest of support here and uh you know call it 387 388 level and then a push higher so um just kind of mimicking what would be going on with spy and getting that pull back and move higher but noting that we did get to that new high um same same picture with rsi and atr right tightening range with a you know a little bit overbought conditions um, but nice to see it break out. I mean, these, this is what we were talking about earlier on when we were going through all the selling in August and September. We want to see the seasonal selling be done with, get a big bounce. So I like to see it. And uh, you guys still think tech is the way to go? Yeah, always, always. Yeah. Well, you that, John. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the problem, right? You are what two percent, a little bit over two percent away from all-time high of QQQ. Yeah, I think that's right. Right. So. Where are we heading from here onwards, right? That that's a question. Like nobody can answer that right now. It's like next year people are calling for recession. Next year your earnings, you know, uh, depending upon how the Q4 performs for a lot of retailers, especially like Amazon's and Targets and Walmart's of the world, uh, even Apple. So it'll be very interesting to see in January. Uh, the jury is out. I don't know. Yeah. You little bit sound a little hes- hesitant for next year, okay? Like you're on board for the end of this year rally, but you sound hesitant for 2024. Is that accurate? Yeah, I, I would say that. I, I I wouldn't want to like throw everything and say, hey, this is it. We are heading out. Especially when you're hitting the all-time highs, you have to kind of pause for a second and see where that trend goes. You know, as you say, trend is your friend. 
uh, it's going up, but we are also going to hit that ceiling, which is the all-time high ceiling. So what is the catalyst that's going to push forward and break that and make a new all-time high before we get a pullback? Yeah, good points. Good thoughts on that. Okay, you know, I know, I know, Sean, you're going to be, I'm, I'm teased about uh, the uh, being a fan of tech and thinking tech's still moving higher, but I'm with you. You know, I, I think that we've had quite the run, but I don't think it's over necessarily. We could get a little bit of a, uh, te- you know, resting session or what have you, but um, where where else are we going to go? Is kind of my thinking on that. I mean, the future is in these big names in tech, so more to come, obviously. But I want to see this three eighty eight level, three eighty seven level hold up this week. Yeah, I don't think people have been calling for four hundred all year, so you know, I think it's inevitable. Um, at some point, let's, let's get there. Let's get yeah. there. Why not? I mean, it might see a huge rejection off of it, but at least we've got there in the first place. <laughs> yeah, I like it. All right, Sean, yeah. I hand it to you. Let's get into some names. You got Enphase up first? Yeah, I've got Enphase up first, and you can see I've got two charts here. I've got the daily on the left and the hourly on the right, and they kind of tell two different stories, and I want to kind of dive into that um, a little bit. And obviously, one hand on the daily, so we'll start with that. Um, it's had a really good run, basically, in the last two weeks. Obviously, just that kind of sniff around interest rates kind of calming down, being cut late next year, all that kind of chatter. Um, we'll see what actually happens. And obviously, that's what's kind of caused Enphase, which is obviously a solar company, to kind of soar and uh, go on a little bit of a run. Now, my question is, is it going to continue? And we do have, as you can see, the 50 moving average um, on the daily, as I'm still on the daily, by the way, on the left side, um, kind of coming into play, coming into a bit of resistance. Uh, but we, we kind of look back there as well on the kind of orange highlighted area. And you can see it doesn't really respect it. It kind of bounces above it, kind of bounces around it, but doesn't really kind of bounce off of it. Now, obviously, lots of different stocks do kind of respect the 50, um, but this is not one of those. And because of that, I've basically noted on the other side, on the one-hour chart, which is the 20 moving average, which is the yellow line kind of coming through, it kind of respected that quite nicely recently. And I think that's a trend that we should be keeping an eye on. Um, obviously, the kind of stop loss roughly there, thereabouts, about 95 um, I'm aware I'm talking quite a lot. I'll get your thoughts in a second, but I just want to get the last piece out. Um, and the, the last one is the $115 level. It's basically my first target. Um, take two thirds, three quarters, you know what my style is, and then maybe move on to that 132 level back on yeah. the left. I, I, I bounced a lot across the screen here, but I hope you kept up with me. <laughs> That's why this is recorded, Sean. So we yeah, can go well, back yeah, and make sure we catch all the details. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah no I, I definitely see what you're talking about with this recent push higher and uh the move the move that we're seeing in end phase i mean it's, it's definitely good to see it and hopefully these higher highs higher lows continue what about uk are you, you have any thoughts on end phase um is this more like a retail stock not really no not, I mean, not, it's, it's heavily retail follow, but it's not like it doesn't push up and push down like a retail stock. Not in my it. opinion. Are you asking retail trader, okay? Not retail yeah. sector, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think the the put to call ratio is pretty good on this one. Uh, for next week, it's 0.75, and then the following week goes to 0.9, and then again goes back to 0.74. So um, I don't follow the stock much, but so looking at the trend, it seems the implied volatility is pretty uh, um, standard with 50%. So the premiums would not be as crazy as you would get for higher volatility stocks. Uh, But yeah, I mean, still looks pretty uh, optimistic from a put to call ratio standpoint. I think my overall thinking is it's perhaps starting a new trend for the next few months. Um, And I kind of want to ride that trend. That's uh, basically my final thoughts on that. Yeah, if we get back above that 115 level, um, that would be 
I mean, that getting back into that range, that would be super interesting. Um, but you've got a long ways to go to get there, as you noted. So still plenty of upside trading. Are you already in this trade, Sean, or is this something you're just considering? No, I am. Yeah, I kind of got in around about 90, I think. And I've, I've got a long position as well, which is an average price of about 140. But we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> um, but we have... We'll say that. Sean, yeah. why did we have this gap up over here, do you know? Like around between after the 13th, November? Do we know why we had this gap up? 30 minutes. That's the one-hour chart. So that would just oh, be... Interest rate. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. CPI or something like that. Yeah. I see. Even for the, for the daily also, you had this little gap up right here on the yeah, left side. That's the same thing. That's mm, the same yeah. gap. Um, but the gap down, we kind of that's another kind of point at that 115 level. That would be a gap fill from, from the gap down we had um, mid part of October. So that's another little point there to add, I think. Yeah, good call. Gap fill back mm. up there in 115. Good stuff. Should we keep it rolling? Absolutely. All Lovely. Right. So this next one is Etsy. Now, I don't really follow this stock that closely, but it kind of caught my eye with this... Um, this kind of setup, you know, I like a little bit of a breakout trade and obviously it's not the most cemented level, um, but I saw the kind of rejection it had off of the 50 and that kind of $70 uh, level that we can see there, which is the blue highlighted area. Um, and we've kind of obviously recently had a big move up with the CPI, lots of stocks, blah, 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 blah. We've, we've been talking about that for weeks now, um, but it's come down, it's kind of retested quite nicely off of it and it's kind of fighting and I can see a nice little push going on from there. Now it's a bit hopeful to kind of go up to the 200 da daily moving average, but you can see that it's 22%. Now I'd be treating this as a swing trade and I am already in this. Um, I've got about 70.50, I think it was the average price. Um, but I'm just going to kind of ride it up, hopefully, to that kind of um, 200 moving average. And if it comes down to 84, obviously, time it will do, because that's what moving averages do. Um, but, yeah, I hope that was clear. I think my stop loss, I'll be trailing up behind the 20 moving average. That's kind of normally my strategy. Um, but, obviously, at the moment, it's around about 69, I believe. So, yeah, looking good, I think. Is I nice. What do you think, I think the, I feel like the RSI is a little bit overheated, or at least getting towards that. Um, also, I because I think it's got room, Kai. I disagree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do disagree. Uh, also, I feel like the what is this like the twenty day or fifty day moving average, right? The yellow and blue crossover. Yeah, so that's twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Got it, got it. I can't believe the stock was trading at three nineteen at one point in time. Imagine you bought the stock at three nineteen. Yeah, you'd be gutted, wouldn't you? I wouldn't own it anymore, Kay. My sell discipline, I would have sold it a long time ago. Absolutely. We all would have. Like I've done with many other stocks and not kept some runners because I, uh, uh, you know, I have to learn better on that, to be honest. I do really well keeping runners for short-term trades, but those longer-term trades, you guys, I like I take max profits out. And then, uh, then I watch, you know, like Tesla, for example. I got a nice double in Tesla once and then watch it run. Could have tripled easy and I totally missed it. Anyway. I digress. This is a great chart, Sean. Uh, I definitely like this setup here, getting above and now retesting uh, the support level here at 70. So got my attention on Etsy, and I was not watching this one. So, yeah, I noted this, and it's going to make my watch list for the week. It's, it's just nice and simple to look at, and that's what I like to look at in charts when I'm looking around different tickers, etc. Um, I just want to see simplicity, simple setups, you know. And if this is a setup I look at, you see it, you act on it. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Simplicity is a strength, I think. All right, thanks for these charts.
Yep, and obviously you can you can connect with me on X. You mentioned earlier me doing graphics, and if you like this kind of graphic, I can do it for you if you uh, DM me on, on Twitter, of course. YouTube videos this week, I've got one on Neo, and it'll update video, of course. You know I follow Neo quite closely. And I think I'm going to go live tomorrow at some point, talk a little bit about breakout training, have a few examples, etc. So that would be nice to dive into. And just finally, obviously, to Substack, I did one of miners this week. I did Mara, Hive, and Riot. So a couple of setups, and we think we're going to look at Mara in a second, which I'm looking forward to seeing your take on that as well. Uh, but yeah, that's it for me this week. And, uh, I, I saw that today. newsletter. I yeah. saw that drop. Yeah. I, haven't I thought you a... might. Thought you yeah, might. I didn't get a chance to read it. Yeah, I was like, okay, after the stream today, I'm going to definitely go back, double back and read. I should have read before because watch, I'll say something. Should yeah, that'll make for good. Mara? What, what's, what's the signal? Should we buy Mara or should we wait? I think, yeah, I think I'm safe. about to you're tell safe. you. <laughs> good stuff thanks sean and uh yeah definitely if you haven't already check out sean on x and on youtube and you know again on substack he's putting out great content week in and week out and uh again thanks again for tuning in here i'll stop saying again and uh subscribe to the channel we do appreciate that very much hit the like button if you haven't already it gets the word out to everybody out there who doesn't already know about the trading triangle and with that, let's get to Mara. So Marathon Digital, ticker M-A-R-A. Um, I like the setup here. So, Sean, uh, be curious your thoughts after I run through this chart. We, you know, I talk about it a lot. We traded the range between 887, 1064 quite a bit, sold a lot of covered calls and made a lot of premium. It was great. And then we're able to get out because we saw this nice big candle. Um, and as far as getting out of the selling the covered calls and riding the share price so rode that up nicely i hung around if i'm honest a little too long and gave back quite a bit of those gains about half of them but that said it's it was a really nice trade then we I jumped out and i've been waiting for it to kind of catch its footing and move higher and we've been doing that so since october making a nice move higher and this past week i noted we broke out of that range right and then the uh, gray line there i think it's gray uh, we got above, that's the anchored VWAP from the highs. So the volume weighted average price anchored from that high um, that came in in July. And we just broke above that last week and closed above it. So if we can continue that, we get, uh, we don't reject, we get a continuation above that level. I think it's all systems go to push it, you know, again, higher to the bump up that we got in it was at August. I think it was the end of August here, this big, huge candle before it continued selling off, which should get you back to around $13, $14 from where we're at now. Um, so I like that setup. That'd be a, quite a big gain. Plenty of room to run, in my opinion, with respect to RSI. Back to your points earlier, Sean. So what do you think? You, you wrote about it in the newsletter. Thoughts on Marathon? I really like it. Um, so, you know, I like to break out trade, of course, and it kind of peaked up above this 1064 level. Finally, I mean, it's been so I long know. now, but I had 1050 on mine, but 1064 obviously on here, similar sort of range. Um, it's finally above it. And what I would really like to see is a little bit of come down and retest it. Um, but with this stock, it does have a tendency to move and move quickly. And that's kind of what I warned about in the newsletter. Um, so I, I kind of can see it also going straight to kind of 13, 14 in a matter of a week or so and i will miss that trade and that's just what trading is sometimes you miss them sometimes you get them but um yeah i would like it to come down test that 1050 level for me and then make a push up this line that you've got here the the white one and could be what this is interesting um what does it kind of um i've seen it before and i kind of roughly know what it means but is it just a return to means type thing and um, you know well, yeah. how do you use it 
It is. So, and big shout out to Brian Shannon. If anybody hasn't already read his uh, book on volume weighted average price, go check it out and check out his posts on Twitter. Huge fan and learned a lot about um, anchored VWAP and really what it's telling you. And I need to do more things so I can speak a little bit more eloquently. But yeah, you you want to look for a return to that mean, right? And see how price action acts around there. Sometimes it'll reverse and sometimes it'll break through and you know, get extended. And so you, you anchor it to different meaningful points, whether it's recent highs, recent lows, maybe earnings, there's different, uh, different styles and reasoning for, for choosing where you anchor. And uh, yeah, I, I just chose the high here because I do think that's one of the points that um, makes sense to anchor from and to see how price action has been. And it hasn't really gotten back up near this level since, you know, earlier in the year. And what was that? Late July? Yeah. Um, so now that we're back at this level, I think it may, it's it's worth paying attention to see if we get a reversal um, or not. If we get a breakthrough, in addition to this breakthrough of the the range we've been in, that's super bullish for me, and that's why I, where I would get in. But it could be, you know, we could show up Monday and see that reverse. Mm-hmm. I think all of this really depends on Bitcoin in that thirty seven thousand level. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, these stocks kind of do move with Bitcoin, and Bitcoin is looking good, I think. Um, in my opinion, it's above the daily 20 moving average, and it's kind of riding that a little bit um, confidently, should we say. Um, but yeah, no, I like the VWAP. I've seen it in the kind of five to 15 minute kind of chart setups. It's the first time I've seen it on the daily, really, um, given uh, drawn like this. So yeah, it's good stuff. Nice. Thank you. So what I, like what, I, what I would add is your implied volatility on Mara is 100, 101% right now. So you're definitely getting a lot of good premiums. And I don't know. I mean, if we don't see a retracement on Monday, I'm looking at a $10 over here. And you guys tell me, or Nate and Sean, what do you guys think about the $10 level here? You're looking at selling cash secured puts? Mm-hmm. For December 8th, because the options on December 8th, the put to call is 0.39%. And uh, we are looking at uh, for a 10, you're getting about $29. So that's not bad, especially with the implied volatility being so high. And there's just a ton of um, open interest at that level. Yeah, you know, as far as that, that $10 level, I think it could break down to, you know, $87, $9 if we, if we do get a reversal. Got it. So you're giving yourself a little bit of cushion, right? You're You're effectively... That additional yeah. premium. Yeah, exactly. What was it like you said about 30? 30, 30 bucks. Yeah, 30 bucks. Yeah. So you get about 970, right? Would be a, your effective uh, buying level. Yep. That's not bad at all. I would say if you can get in, in the middle of this range as your average price, then I don't think that's bad at all. It's shown that it's recovered pretty quickly here to get back into that range and now trying to break out. So yeah, I like that overall from a cash secure put trade uh, consideration. Awesome. I think I'm going to be getting in in shares. I'm just watching to see how we start the week, and then I'll be buying some commons and uh, looking to see where they run. And then if need be, sell some ca- uh, covered calls down the line. So we'll see how it goes. All right, enough on MARA Marathon Digital. I do love it, though. Quickly, I do want to cover on Marvel. Look at the points of confluence here, Sean. They uh, had the downtrend line. We have the anchor VWAP from the high. And then we've got this price level, this prior uh, support, and then turning into resistance at, uh, what do I got here? $58, call it, 58.03. All three of them converge at a point where we rejected, uh, not last week, but the week prior, and pulled back. So 
that's telling me this $58 level is something else, right? Like this is a strong level of resistance. It showed up as, you know, strong support. You can see on the left-hand side of the chart. So really what I'm looking at here is if we get a push back up and it rejects yet again to play, you know, the downside trade versus or the other way around, if we break through and it pushes through nicely, I'm going to look for some big upside. And we've got earnings as a catalyst, as we mentioned later this week. So my thinking is hang back, see how earnings goes and see how it reacts. It might, you know, quite frankly, like let's say we get bad earnings, it might just dump, right? And if it dumps, I don't think there's really a trade to be had. Um, but if it breaks through um, that 58 level, I do think the upside trade could see some continuation. And that's where my head's at. What do you think about that, Sean? Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I think this one's a big lesson of patience, isn't it? I mean, ah. you can you can really get excited about this chart and you think, oh, you can anticipate what's kind of what you want to happen, but it's not necessarily going to happen. And especially with that catalyst, which could obviously be positive or negative with the, with the earnings report on uh, Thursday, did you say? Yeah, Thursday after close. Thursday, Thursday after close. So yeah, I'll be watching this one. I've just written it down on, on my pad. 58 level is, is definitely one I'm looking at. That's for sure. So if you obviously can come up there, come back down, we test it. I think that's going to be a really nice trade moving forward. If um, obviously, again, the numbers line up as well with the earnings report. But yeah, just wait, sit on your hands with this one. I think just be patient. Let the let the trade come to you. Don't don't rush into it. Yeah, well said. What would you add, Kay? So, well, so I, I actually drew a FIB level on this stock and a 59.88 seems to be a resistance. I mean, we saw a lot of bounce at that level back in the June, but after it broke down, it has not gone back to 59.88. It has hit that resistance level a couple of times. That's number one. Number two, I'm looking at your implied move for earnings is about 8.7%. So it's between 75 to 8.7% plus minus. Um, it's going to be a tricky one, this one, especially that with 59.88 on the FIB level being as a resistance level, unless we unless we see a major earning surprise where you have a big gap up, it's going to be hard to break that level. Yeah, I think the more likely trade is it's going to move up to that level ahead of earnings this week. And then if it runs in any rough or, or you know, if nothing, if it's a nothing burger, quote unquote, uh, <laughs> then we might get that rejection at that level again. And, and there's a downside trade to be had. So yeah, very key uh, spot at 58. And you know, you've got 58.99. I love that you've got the fib, bringing back the fib levels. We haven't talked about them enough on the charts I'm posting. So I appreciate that. Okay. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with Marvell. All right, let's get things rolling over to K before I do. Uh, be sure to check me out. You can follow me at Trader Nate here on X. I am live streaming currently. Thanks for everybody tuning in. Make sure you give that a, a like as well. And then uh, right for Wolf Financial, appreciate the partnership of Wolf being lead writer over there, posting every Sunday and now live streaming. So this has been a good time. Looking forward to more action with Wolf. He's doing big things. And then I've got my own uh, newsletter, Traders Education. Appreciate everybody who's subscribing there. Lots of great trade ideas and education for those that are getting into the trading game or maybe a little bit new to the action. All right, Kay, and it's you. What do you got this week? Awesome. Thank you so much, Nate. Well, the first one is we're going to see CRM, which is Salesforce. So as I said earlier, I'm more uh, looking forward to all the SaaS software. So we have a ton this week, but I think CRM definitely takes the center stage. The reason is because CRM is like a bellwether stock like Adobe in the SaaS industry space. And um, what I want to show you over here is a couple of things that are happening. And, and I want to get your take on this one. First of all, this stock, like couple like Marvel and others, 
it's like in the near oversold so rsi is definitely oversold like touching nearly almost 70 so that's the first point then i saw and I, and you guys tell me do you see the first gap up that i have it you know even though uh, the two days later the third trading day we had a little bit of a um, uh, wick coming down do you consider that as a gap fill or do you think that was still a gap up i consider the wick a gap fill a gap fill okay so if yeah. so assuming if that is a gap fill then we wouldn't have the second gap otherwise generally when you have two gap ups the third gap up generally tends to change the direction of the stock the problem we okay. see right now uh, is the earnings will most likely going to cause a gap up or gap down that's always been a case with crm as a software you generally see an implied move of about 14 dollars upside downside right so about 6% you're looking at a hitting an all time high which we hit what back in uh, july with a 238 so you're trading at 224 14 plus you know around that time frame um interestingly what we saw was i looked at ortex the data we had 97.67 million shares being sold in the last one month so there was zero buy and only sell on the stock so hmm. i don't know what is going to be reported on uh the earnings but that was an interesting uh, note that we i did not see so most likely i'm i'm thinking if we see a big um rally into the earnings we could see a major pullback um you know at that level after earnings report so big gap up and sell off is that what you're thinking potential yeah. 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 Yeah, I could see it if we especially gap right up to that that all-time high. Um that'll be a tough spot to get uh, above if you just gap right to it or gap below it, right? Um and then sell off. That's interesting uh I you know, thoughts on the Salesforce here. CRM, you're right. I feel like every earnings is like tons of news and it makes a big move one way or another. I didn't realize it, it looks like it gaps just about every time. It's massive those gaps are. Uh Sean, what do you think? Yeah, I, 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 that's amazing. The um, the selling is it insider selling? That's uh, yeah. Is that insider selling? Insider, yeah. All the no. Salesforce folks, like the the big yeah. sales in the last on one. A log- on a logical level, that doesn't sound exciting to me. Um, people are selling. Maybe they're taking profits. Of course, it's I mean, it's not been a fantastic year, or at least the last three or four months. Um, yeah. Maybe I don't know. It seems like a bit of an anticipation of uh, poor results. Um, but yeah, I think the all-time high resistance. I mean, you touched on it, Nate, just there. I think that'd be a huge point of contention. Um, but for me, that I think it could come back down to that kind of gap fill there as well, which is two sixteen, two eighteen area um, mm-hmm. on, on on the other side. But yeah, I think waiting after earnings. Did you say it was Tuesday this one. I think this is tu- Wednesday. Wednesday or Thursday. I'll have a look later on. But yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. That's for sure. And see what happens with it. Um, see what we think, but yeah, that all-time high as well. I'd be looking to short, basically, if, depending on the earnings, like you said. Yeah, so looking forward to CRM. Uh, this is actually I'm looking to make this a, a long-term position. So uh, I'm looking for an optimal place to enter, but this is definitely not the optimal place at this level. So you'd be okay with the pullback to 200? I would saying. love to actually see, so I can initiate a position. <laughs> Roll call, make some phone calls, see what you can get done. <laughs> what else well, you got this week hey well so this is the one we talked about and because Sean disagreed with me last week i said okay i'm going to bring <laughs> back exon mobile and say well i told you so when well, i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> so if you remember we had so the right hand side is our daily chart and the left hand side is our um uh, chart for the monthly and and Sean hit a good point last week and i i did some more research on it so we are still trading in that range for the daily 
you can see the price continues to bounce on the downtrend line. What is interesting that I found out that um, ExxonMobil was one of the most shorted stocks last month. And last week, we saw ExxonMobil had, was among the top 25. I think it was number 14 or 15 in the list of 25 stocks that were the largest weekly retail order. So, so all the retails, investors, or traders, they bought, it was on number 14 out of 25 stocks. So the price is now nearing its 20 SMA. MACD is positive. RSI has a lot of room to run. And then on the left-hand side, we see insiders bought 26.49 million stocks in the last one month. And that is, I think, a lot of shorting happened and then a lot of people buying, um, insiders buying ExxonMobil. We also heard news, uh, I think this was like two weeks ago, that they are getting into the lithium business to supply lithium, right, for the electric vehicles uh, battery. And then um, that's pretty much it. So I'm very, I'm very bullish on ExxonMobil and also because we are at the lower end of the range um, channel. And every time when it's lower end of the channel, and especially stocks that are below the 200 moving average, I tend to trade them often because we generally do get a, a reversal at that point of time. So that is my assessment on ExxonMobil at this point in time, looking bullish for long term, uh, for trade as well on a weekly option standpoint. And yep, what do you guys think? Yeah, you first, Sean. He called yeah, you. Yeah, it did. Yeah, <laughs> I feel hurt. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, to be fair, my argument still stands. Really, I mean, obviously, you've got a few news points there, and they're very, very valid. Um, but the chart still tells me another story. I think that 50 moving average coming down. Um, it does. The stock price at the moment needs to fight that and push through that kind of 108 level to reclaim it and just get that 50 to come curling back up or just flatten out, whatever. Um, obviously the kind of death cross happens when the 50 kind of crosses the 200 and you don't want to see that um, especially in the, in the long term um, but I think with the news that you, you, you pointed up there I think it's looking better I think in, at least in the short term uh, from, from my perspective but I, I still I still stand with my my prediction of course of the bouncing off the 20 movie average coming down deep that breaking through the trend line coming down to that 99.50 level testing it coming back up and uh, coming back down from the trend line. Um, Sean is yeah. not going to give up on that. I'm not giving up. No, I mean, I'm just reading the chart. Okay? I'm just reading the chart. It's just how I do it. <laughs> no, I think one of the things that you're, you're right on that point, because if you notice, ExxonMobil was the only one. Every single stock that we had in the energy sector were pretty down because I'm also trading into SLB. Same problem. Same with Oxy. Even though it reported good earnings, we still had the stock fall down. So, yeah, so, so energy sector is still is a tricky place to be in depending upon the stock because and i, I like exxon mobil for a long term and that's why i tend to trade this stock often so that's that's my theory yeah, good with, stuff. Um, with the xle as well i don't know obviously we're not covering it today but i looked at the daily chart yesterday if you look at the, the xle it doesn't look good it's underneath the, the 200 and it's bouncing off the 20 minute average in a negative fashion so just from a technical point doesn't look great We'll yeah, Sean, without even looking, I know 82.50 is the level for XLE. I mean, it's burned in my head. Yeah, 82. Yeah, yeah, I see it now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, good stuff. Thanks, Kay. XLM's a, I mean, this one of those that's popular amongst retail trading, but also massive institutional um, trading, as you mentioned, with the, the uh, what would you say, 26.5 million, basically? Um, yeah. Better buying. Yeah, four like, nine. Uh, Salesforce is, you know, they're taking profits so they can buy nice Christmas gifts for their friends and Nexon Mobile employees are just piling in for themselves and buying more yeah. shares. Exactly. <laughs> Where well, can we find you, Kay? 
Well, we can find me on Twitter as well, like all of us. Uh, I am also on YouTube uh, on the channel Invest for Tomorrow at K with K. And uh, I'm actually going to be posting a SoFi video for doing a full technical analysis on SoFi, which we did not do it for a couple of weeks now. So if you don't want to miss that, make sure you click and subscribe. And like Nate and Sean, I also write on Substack. You can find me there as well. Quality stuff. I love it, you guys. It's been a, another great week of charts and prep for the trading. Sean, these graphics are great. So thanks again. Big, big props to Sean for all the new graphics for the trading triangle. And uh, again, shout out to Wolf. Loves live streaming on the Wolf channel. So Wolf Financial, if you haven't subscribed and, and followed Wolf, uh, I don't know where you've been, but definitely check it out and uh, make sure you subscribe there. Subscribe to the Trading Triangle on YouTube. We're going to be dropping more videos, always putting out quality stuff. And Sean, I'm looking forward to next week. Uh, not next week, but the next next week is my, my yeah. youngest likes to say. Uh, with respect to Neo coming up and all your thoughts there. So that'll be great. Um, but yeah, for the coming week, I'm looking forward to getting back into it, seeing volume really come back into the markets again and seeing what opportunities present themselves, trying to identify some longer, you know, intermediate term swing trades to get into. And I'll be posting about that. So you guys stay tuned and I'm sure I'll have lots to say. And uh, yeah, Sean, what about you? How are you feeling for the coming week? Yeah, good. I'm feeling, feeling quite confident. I think the time off is kind of what people need every now and then. Um, but just be confident in your kind of your plan, your, your strategy, your rules, execution, risk management, and obviously profit taking. Everything's doing trading really. Just kind of reset your mind and, and get ready for the week ahead. Is basically what I'm doing. So maybe maybe you have a look at it as well. Good stuff. Confidence is key. What about you, mm. Kay? Well, I'll be coming back this week. I took an entire week off last week, so I'm looking forward to the trading. Uh, definitely watching all the SaaS softwares because that will also give us a good idea for next year. Uh, because you remember you asked me, hey, you are not feeling very confident about 2024. And that is one of the reasons is because if you're going to call out recession, you, you need the software companies to be selling software Absolutely. for enterprise. Right? It gives you that indication. And CRM is a bellwether stock. It, it'll give you a good idea on how enterprise or companies are willing to spend money. So very interesting week. Yeah, agreed. We had Palo Alto news and now we've got CrowdStrike come in and yeah, I'm with you. I'll be paying attention. I'll probably ping you on the side with some questions, Kay. So be ready for that. And uh, all right, everybody. Well, thanks again. It's been another great week with the Trading Triangle. We'll be uh, posting live throughout the week with our trade ideas and charts and all the good stuff. So be sure to tune in. And until next time, have a great time trading. Take care. Take care. See you later. Bye.